I don't know if any of you out there know how to say Roll Tide in German, but I bet we're about to find out. You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, and Jimmy Stein, that's him, Jimmy. Alabama expected a big day today. We, You and I were talking about it. We expected two commitments today, one in 2024, one for 2026. We'll talk about them in just a minute. But then all of a sudden, we got some uh, frequency Deutsch. I don't even know what that means, how to say if I'm saying it right. I just think that's a German phrase. I don't know. Uh, anywho, um, yeah, we got a commitment from a German linebacker. You know, uh, that's a little bizarre. Justin Okorokono? Is that right? I'm going with, I'm going with Okoronkro. Okoronkro. Okay. Right well, let's now. go. We're going with. later that this is all wrong, but uh, um, Justin Okoronkro. We have already mispronounced more than a few of Alabama's commitments in the past. This will not be a first, but uh, and it won't be the last. But you know what? Nick Saban loves this dude. And we talk about Alabama casting a wide net when it comes to recruiting. Well, it don't get no further than if you have to throw the net over the pond, right? How about this? How about back-to-back Europeans and back-to-back classes as the Alabama global brand continues to dominate basically worldwide domination now? Hey, look, um, this is a super interesting player. He'll probably end up, regardless of what happens the rest of the way, being the most interesting kid in the whole class. That's him on, on the left, Justin. Uh, for those that are completely unfamiliar with him, and you have every right to be because he ain't, he ain't from these parts, Justin has uh, grown up in uh, Germany. He is uh, German. We believe he was born in Munich, uh, and he loves American football. Uh, they don't play a ton of American football in Germany, so he has never played football in the United States. He plays in Germany in what I think can best be described as club football, sort of like students at, at, at a high school, let's say students at Thompson or Hoover, might like really like to play lacrosse or rugby, right? But they don't have a lacrosse or rugby team at Thompson or Hoover, so they got to kind of form a team and play with their buddies and play against other towns and 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 it's just a club version of the sport sort of like the club hockey team in Alabama so that's what Justin does in Germany uh so he he has real no a very small amount of of game experience and nothing like what he'll see over here but Alabama offered him based on his raw tools which are frankly incredible he didn't just put up good numbers at Alabama's Camp Luke. He put up incredible numbers. He was 6'3". He was 220. He ran a 4540. He ran an impossible 406 shuttle. He had like a 36-inch vertical. And this is a linebacker. Now on his club team, he plays safety. And when he came to Alabama's camp, I think he wanted to, to, to be looked at as a safety because that's where he plays, right? But here's the good news. He's not going to be a safety at Alabama. He's going to be a linebacker. But he's a linebacker that has a lot of safety traits. And at his size, wow. So 
look, he's a guy who's not going to be a five-star. He's not going to be a four-star. Just forget that with him. There's not going to be good enough huddle tape. There, there just won't be a, a fair chance to evaluate him and compare him to his American counterparts. But what does that really matter? All that matters is, I mean, we're dying to get Demarcus Riddick, right? How about a kid who's bigger, faster, quicker, stronger, can play some safety? I mean, physically, physically, he surpasses Riddick, and that's a guy we're dying to get, right? And there ain't nothing wrong with Demarcus Riddick's measurables at all. Nothing wrong. But that, that's just how impressive this kid is. All right, let me let me throw two things in here about this. Okay, I, I would understand if there's some people out there going, what? Um, this this is kind of bizarre. Okay, okay, I get it. Now, he was committed to Maryland. He decommitted, I think, either just yesterday or a couple days ago and immediately committed right. to Alabama. Number one, I want to know how he gets to Alabama's camp. Um, yeah. Now, no, wait a minute. I want to ask the second question, too. That, you know, you can talk about how he hasn't played organized football very much. And, and okay, that's fair. And there's no um, substitute for the experience of actually playing the game. I, I know this, that you, you get better by playing, right? I mean, you, your instincts begin to develop. Um, you, you know, you, you sort of have a feeling for where things are going to be if you play the game more often. But isn't there a plus side? I'm, I'm, not trying to, I'm not trying to just put this complete crimson wave over this thing. But there may be a plus side to a guy coming over here who is just, I I mean, he's completely raw, but he's already kind of chiseled. I mean, he's already kind of cut up and ready to rock. This isn't a guy we got to take baby fat off of. And everything we teach him, he's going to do what we say. We don't have to unlearn anything because he has to learn everything, right? No, no, those, those are all pluses. I agree totally. He shouldn't have a lot of bad habits. He probably doesn't have any habits at all. Uh, that's that's great. And he is showing up physically ready. I mean, he's probably a guy that almost certainly needs a red shirt just from the learning curve, just from learning the game. Uh, linebacker sort of an instinctive position. He probably does have a lot to learn. That's why he's likely to be a red shirt type guy, you would think, in, in terms of guessing how it's going to play out. But Physically, he's ready to go. He'll be more physically ready to go than some of the other linebackers committed to Alabama that have been playing American football their whole lives because he's bigger, faster, stronger, quicker. So it's just a fascinating – of the three commitments today, we'll talk about all of them. This one is the most interesting. He's the least highly rated, the least highly ranked. He flipped from Maryland to Alabama. But people keep in mind, anyone out there that wants to make a big deal of that – He could have flipped to Penn State or Michigan. He chose to flip to Alabama. So he didn't like, well, Maryland was his best offer till Alabama came along. He he had other really good options. He's he's been offered every place he went. And as far as how he gets to these camps, uh, it works a little bit like the Australian punters. Uh, They have these, uh, I don't know what you would call them, but but guides, I guess, that, that, that travel with them to the U.S. and help educate them on the U.S. college system and who we should play for and what's important. But basically he gets, I don't know, let's let's use the word handler. You know, that's got some sort of negative connotation apparently, but it's not negative at all in this case. But he does have a guy that uh, places or helps place European players in America. Yeah, uh, it just, 
I just found that um, uh, just a little interesting. And is it any uh, coincidence that Bright Denny starts selling beer and we get a German? I don't know. <laughs> um, also, let me tell you one other positive about this. If you don't think my first thought about this was Nick Saban ain't retiring anytime soon, because there's no way he's going to go out and recruit dudes that he doesn't know much about. He's not going to go out with leaving us with a bunch of projects. I don't think that's the case. I think he looks at this guy as somebody he can, he can uh, mold into his own image. But regardless, I need to tell everybody about bird dogs. Now that was a big pickup. If you want another big pickup, well, you run over to birddogs.com slash locked on college. You'll get a big pickup. All right. And you'll love it. You'll love these bird dogs. Uh, they got all the clothing you need. I was just at Orange Beach. I literally wore these shorts about every day. Um, this episode is brought to you by bird dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on college. They'll throw in a free custom bird dogs Yeti style tumbler with every single order. That's unbelievable. Go check them out. Birddogs.com slash locked on college, or you can enter the promo code locked on college for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. You, you won't want to take these bird dogs off. I'm just telling you, you won't even, I'm just telling you these are just awesome. Trust me on this. Go get you a pair. There have been some people in the comments uh, that have gotten some and they have told us how much they love them. I love them. Jimmy loves them. We all love them and you'll love them too. That's birddogs.com slash locked on college. Jimmy, the rest of this week, we're going to be talking uh, your countdown, probably unless we get some more commitments now, June, July 12th. Chance. Yeah, we got, some chance. More, we got some more commits coming. So we will be talking about them too. Um, right now though, I want to switch over and talk about our uh, 2020, uh, 2026 commitment. This one is one that uh, Zyke Helton, a guy that um, is from Georgia. Again, 2026, so uh, a long way to go. There's a picture of him right there from Carrollton, Georgia. Um, got another picture of him I got to put up, and this is actually from a camp at Auburn, I believe, where he, for some reason, played wide out and went up and just took the ball out of the air. Uh, that, that's just to show you a little bit about his, his athleticism. Um, he seems like a, a nice pickup, Alabama's first commit for 2026. And um, I, Georgia wanted him. Some some other uh, big-time programs wanted him. So I think this is a good pickup as well. The, the biggest thing is going to be, will it stick for two more years? It's a long time, right? I mean, just think about how long you have to hold on to his commitment. Uh, this is the earliest commitment I can remember off the top of my head, Alabama ever taking, which should tell you a lot about how much they love this guy and consider the fact it's a developmental position. I mean, a lot of times you don't want to make up a, a, a decision on uh, linemen until you've seen them through their junior year at the very least. And here they're taking a kid based off his performance in camp the summer after his ninth grade year. Uh, this is how long you have to hold on to him, Luke. He just committed today, and it's mid-2023. You have to hold on to him for the rest of 23 all of 2024, all of 2025, until about the last week of 2025. And that's when he will sign with Alabama, December of 2025. Uh, just impossible to predict whether you're going to hold on to him or not. But there is a good chance. Uh, and the good chance just emanating from the fact, Luke, that his teammate, a tight end, Caleb Odom, is set to commit next week 
Uh, we don't know where uh, in terms of like, where's Caleb Odom going to commit? Uh, it might be Miami, but a lot of people believe it will be Alabama. So there's some drama there and we'll see. But let's just say that Alabama lands Caleb Odom and there's a good chance of that. So he would have his teammate here to say nothing of his quarterback at Carrollton, Juju Lewis, the number one 2026 quarterback in the United States. Uh, and he, Alabama is under serious consideration for Juju Lewis. So I think the fact that he could potentially have some high profile teammates here uh, in Tuscaloosa, and I say here in Tuscaloosa as I'm recording this in Kickapoo, Louisiana, and no, I didn't make up the name of that town. I'm, I'm being serious. Uh, but uh, I, I think the fact he'll have teammates here means there's a good chance you hold on to him. I like this kid for any number of reasons, but hey, number one is this. He's in the ninth grade, Luke. I mean, he finishes his ninth grade year, comes to camp at Alabama. Nick Saban sees him in person, sees him going through the offensive line drill, seeing, sees him whipping the butt of older kids who are big-time prospects. And Nick's like, I want this kid. I don't care how old he is or how young he is. I want him now and gave him a committable offer uh, in the summer after his ninth grade year. He's also a guy that's very likely to play center, which is a difficult position to recruit and evaluate. And I think it's really interesting, Luke. Here's a rare kid that we're recruiting to play the center position who actually plays center in high school. Uh, you don't you don't see a lot of that. Well, here's the other thing. I mean, you you worked for on three. On three hadn't even ranked the 2026 guys yet. I mean, if you were to take a guess, where do you think this guy would be ranked? If if you guys were ranking him right now, four star. Uh, four-star national top 30 or national top 40. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. So, so again, maybe even bigger pickup than we know because nobody's ranked. Right. <laughs> That's right. But his offer list, his size, and his offer list and anecdotal evidence about how good he is, uh, is speaks very loudly. This is a kid who has Georgia, Texas, A&M, Michigan. I mean, he's got – He's got a sexy offer list for for a highly ranked senior, and uh, no, he, he's he's not even in the tenth grade yet. So also plays for a good high school program. He looks the part. Everybody saw that picture. He's not. A, he's a kid you gotta shape. You, he doesn't even have to put on weight. He just he he's a kid who's already you're focusing on shedding bad weight and adding good. He's not a two hundred and fifty pound ninth grader. This is a three hundred pound kid. You know, it's so funny you said he's not even in 10th grade yet because I was just watching earlier today on ESPN as I'm in Nashville. Um, I was watching the Peach Jam, and they had Cameron Boozer's twin sons playing their class of 2025, and they also had a guy named Cooper Flagg, who I think has been linked to Alabama in some way. Uh, it, it, he probably won't end up at Alabama. I'm not going to try and pretend that he will. But uh, he's a 2025 guy. He's just amazing. And I, my, my thought was – you know, these guys are – they're about to enter their junior seasons, and they are unbelievable. I mean, they could – I'm also watching the summer league right now. Brandon Miller's on playing the Lakers. He's not looking good again. I hate to say it. Um, but I, but I'm thinking Cooper Flagg or uh, the Boozer kid could, could play in this league. I, I promise you they could. It's just wild how crazy uh, these kids are ready – for the big time so much earlier. I mean, man, a 300-pound ninth grader would it, offered by Alabama, that's banana stuff. But These kids are all products. These kids are all products, Luke, all of them, basketball and football. They're a product of an age of which me and you did not participate in back in the prehistoric age. 
They play one sport. They play it 365 days a year. And their folks pay trained professional coaches to coach them. Like the QB country situation that I'm a part of where, you know, the, our quarterbacks get year round 365 day a year. Uh, it's possible to be trained by a high level professional level quarterback coach. Uh, these kids, they all have that in all of these sports and they play it 365 days a year. And when they're, when they're not playing for their school, they're playing for the equivalent of AAU and, and where they're getting additional training and good coaching and these kids are all products of that. It's just a different era from what me and you grew up in. All right, Jimmy, let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the final commitment of the day for Alabama. And we're back. Before we get into Zabian Brown, a couple of things. First of all, Mark Ingram apparently is retired from the NFL. He's going to join the Fox crew for their uh, college football coverage. And, you know, I have mixed feelings about it. I think it's wonderful. I think what a what a great landing spot for him. I think he'll be good at this. He is um, He's very eloquent, and I, he loves college football. I don't think there's any doubt about that. He loves football in general. Um, I hate it because I just looked it up before the podcast. Uh, Mark Ingram is 50th all-time in the NFL for rushing yards. If he, had stayed and, if he had stayed and played one more year, and let's say he had just gotten, I mean, I'm going to go kind of conservative and say 400 yards total, he would have passed. He would be in the probably about number 40. He'd be creeping up on Jim Taylor um, and, and uh, Earl Campbell. I mean, pretty banana stuff. I just, you know, I, I wish he had played maybe one or two more years but I get it, and he probably had an opportunity he couldn't turn down. You can make a bunch of money working for Fox. So congratulations to our main man, Mark Ingram, uh, the head bammer in charge. There's no doubt about that. Um, so let's talk about Xavier Brown. He commits. We've been talking about him the last few podcasts, so we don't have to just start fresh here. But this is a guy that uh, is one of the top five defensive backs in the country. I mean, some people have him a little higher than that. I found out today reading on On3 that he actually moved from Texas to California when he was in middle school. And he had a chance to play for all these different programs in California. Apparently this is another sign of the times, like uh, his football prowess for the reasons they were moving apparently. And um, so he had a chance to go to all these places. He chooses matter day. And the reason is he's like, they're going to prepare me for the most. I mean, they're going to prepare me the best. And he said that same thing I thought about Alabama is, you know, yeah, I could go somewhere else and start immediately. Yeah, I could go somewhere else and, and be a bigger fish. But if I go to Alabama, they're going to prepare me. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the modern man, let, let's keep this pipeline going. Right. I mean, these are some of the best prospects in America at that high school. I think you pointed out the other day on a previous show, Luke, that like three of the top four or four of the top five prospects in California, are all from this one high school modern day. Uh, not only, do, you know, the, there's so many benefits to these kids that, that come from these big programs. And let's just talk about the most obvious one. It's not who they play on Saturdays, and he is playing against premium competition. It's who you practice against. He gets to go to his practice and practice against wide receivers who are going to play big-time college football. That just doesn't happen if you're a great DB. Let's even say Jalen Mbakwe, who, by the way, plays for a really good program, and, and he gets to go up against Mario Craver you know, in practice. And Mario's going to play probably, I'm guessing, at Auburn. And, and you know – 
that's that's great for him because they get to compete against each other and he gets to play it. Now imagine Luke Jalen and Bakwe in the same situation, not just practicing against Mario Craver, but practicing against an entire core of wide receivers that are going to play big time college football and having a, a high level quarterback that's, that, that's throwing the ball. I mean, just that level of practice against premium competition is what makes these kids good. And that's what we're getting from the modern day kids. I mean, they, they're coming well prepared, not intimidated. And look how quickly. Bryce assimilated at Alabama in terms of playing. Uh, I know that freshman year he sat behind Mac Jones. I think we'd all agree, Luke, had Bryce had to play as a freshman because Mac was hurt, Bryce would have been fine. He would have played fine. He wouldn't have been the Bryce we saw in year three, but he would have been fine. And why? Because he was trained at modern day. So th this kid is a big-time pickup. I love this cornerback group, Zabian Brown, Jalen Mbakwe, and Jameer Grimsley. It, I'm sure there's been other times in the Saban era, Luke, where we've signed three corners as good as these guys, but it's been very rare. Uh, I, I'm excited about all three. Zabian uh, is more of a technician than the other two. Uh, again, I think it comes from just being so highly trained and so well coached. Uh, he looks like it. He he plays the game. The, my, my take of his tape, he plays the game like a seasoned college player. He knows where to be, knows where to go. He gets there fast. He gets there in a bad humor. He's a good hitter for a guy who plays cornerback. But again, he plays a position so technically well, and he's got he's six one with long arms. And 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 boy, Alabama had to beat USC. You had to beat Ohio State. And uh, wow, kudos to Alabama and Nick Saban to build a program where a kid who's at modern day who has a chance to go play for a hot program. Now, Lincoln Riley in USC is a thing, right? And he's like, no, no, I'm going to fly to the entire other side of the continent and play at Alabama. That's uh, – if there's ever an ode to Nick Saban, this is it. Yeah, there's no question. I mean, who would have thought we get a commitment from California and it's not even close to the furthest uh, commitment we get for the day? <laughs> not even close. We got, we got one from Germany. I mean, that's kind of crazy. But um, – <laughs> So, Jimmy, yeah, we'll wrap it up right here. So, a big day for Alabama. Uh, love all three of these guys. I think they're, they're nice pickups. Again, if you want to say, and we're going to call him J Justin Oko, if you want to say you're a little mystified by this, you're not super fired up about this commitment, I get it. I understand. If you're a star gazer and you're like, I, I can't even find him ranked anywhere. I've seen him ranked as a three-star, and I've seen a lot of places, and I haven't ranked at all. I get it. But also understand this. If there's a guy who's out there who's unranked from another country who doesn't play the sport and comes to Alabama, Nick Saban's camp, and Nick Saban's like, um, I'm willing to use one of my precious, precious scholarships on this individual, that ought to tell you something. So, again, I'm with Jimmy. I don't know how in the world you rank him a four-star unless you get just the ultimate Bama bump. But um, I think in the end he's going to be a universal – Three star, and this will be one of the time, one of the few times we can say, yes, he's he's the three, he's the three star of the world. Right. So, uh, anyway, uh, the, the the other thing is, is kind of crazy. Is he's he's playing high school football right now, like in Germany? I guess it's going on right now. Or club whatever football, yeah, yeah. Club ball, I, think whatever. I think it's more club ball, but yeah, yeah, that's what's going on right now. So, but I understand. By the way, uh, we believe a bol that he will be arriving at Alabama in December. He will be able to even likely participate in bowl practices. Awesome. Awesome stuff. All right. 
that'll do it for today. We'll be back tomorrow with Jimmy Stein's countdown. Until then, roll tide, everybody. Roll tide.